welcome back to Turf Talk. My name's Lewis Tomlinson and it is Tingle Creek weekend. The grade ones are coming thick and fast now and here to discuss all the action. From Sandown and Aintree with me on Saturday is a big man, James Watson. How are you doing, pal? Doing tremendous. Uh, the Christmas spirit is upon us. The decorations are up. Uh, it's getting to that exciting time of the year where we'll probably be seeing, locked in our houses, not seeing anyone. But there was some cracking racing to, to look forward to this weekend. That just sounds like your perfect Christmas song. Not having to socialise with no one. Just sit at home and watch watch everything. Yeah, ideal Christmas. Just sit in front of the telly, don't see anyone and watch sport all, all weekend. Perfect. Happy days, lad. Happy days. Before we get into talking about uh, the racing, just say congratulations to Lois who, who won the competition. Uh, with Paul Taylor uh, for the Austin translation print and to name his yearling uh, Paul went with Hen Harry we, we, we gave Paul back a, a short list of four names and that was the one he liked the most so we can't we can't make to go and meet Hen Harrier and uh, hopefully see her on the track and hopefully she's quite decent let's hope fingers crossed I lad the first race we'll talk about this weekend is the big one. It is the Tingle Creek at Sandown, and they bet best prices uh, five to six Altior to win on his seasonal reappearance. Falls Politologue nine to two Grenadine, sevens Rouge Riff, twenty five to one Brewing Up a Storm, and thirty three to one the Irish Raider Castle Grace Paddy. Do we know you're a big fan of Grenadine? You put him up for the Champion Chase on the season preview at fifty to one. Does he gain his first Grade One here? Um, it, it's it's a a nice chance for him to try and do that. Um, it's an intriguing race in my opinion. There's there's a bit of changing of the guard possibly in this division with your your LTRs and politologues who have been seasoned pros in this division for a couple of years, and and we know how good LTR is. We know what he's done, but since that that uh, match race basically with surname. It's almost just slightly broken him a bit. I know, I know he come back in the game spirit to beat uh, so Royal, and, and then he just seemed to have his problems from there. He missed, he missed Cheltenham, didn't he, with an injury, and that sort of it's sort of since that match race, it's made him slightly breakable, having looked at the peak of his powers for many years. Um, he's a very, very good horse, LTR, and you have to respect him. I mean, Politologue, what can we say? The, the, the champion chase, as much as we all enjoy him winning it, um, I think you can put question marks and holes uh, in that, if I'm being honest. Uh, we saw that LTR and Chacon Porsoir didn't turn up on the day. Um, Deffy decided quite clearly didn't run his race, even though we've seen since he's, he's, he's had his issues. Um, made all and nothing ever got close to him. He jumped in a perfect rhythm and, and he sort of deserved that for, for over the years. He's he's run so consistently at, at, at the top level. Um, however, do I think first time out he's going to be absolutely bang on, ready to, to put up a performance similar to that? Even if he does put a performance similar to that, I do think he will have to improve um, three or four pounds. Um Grenadine, a horse who I've got an awful lot of time for. Um, 
he made an acceptable reappearance in the Halden Gold Cup. Um, hit the second last. Hit a bit of a flat spot almost, I thought. Um, but flew home on the running. Um, I think and that nice run, long running might help him at, at Sundown. Uh, he seems to be... Not that he's not good over his fences, but um, he gets... He's got a bit more gears when he hits the flat, um, and I, I think that might help him uh, in this. He's progressive. He's lightly raced. He has to do a lot of improving. Uh, on official ratings, he has to be £14 pounds, uh, improvement to come, but you, you couldn't rule out the, the young upcoming bull to try and t- to take him on. And um, Rouge Viff is... It is a horse that blew us all away, really, in the flying spur handicap. He, he didn't touch a twig and um, made light work of, off a mark of 156. He's stepping in with the big boys here. Um, we saw him last season win uh, the Kingmaker and uh, the run a good third in the Arkle. I know he was beating a fair whack, but I, I thought that was a decent performance. It's an exciting race. At this moment in time, I, I don't actually have a strong opinion. I'd like Grenatine to win, of course, but you've got to respect Altior. But another season, another year older, well, in a month's time, is he going to be as good as what he was two years ago? Possibly not. I can buy the argument that Altior's decline might begin to start around now. I don't buy what you said first about the race against surname having broken him somewhat. It's not. It wasn't the first time he picked, he's picked up knocks. You know, prior to Cheltenham, and it, it was only a minor one. He gave surname really when surname's been fit and on form, a more of a race than any other horse has. I still think it was a fine, a fine effort over a trip that didn't suit him, and it, it the ability still seemed fully intact at a. At Newbury the time after, so I'm I'm not with you on that. And I'm, a, I'm I am a massive Altior fan. Look, I still think he's the one they have to beat in this division. Still unbeaten over two miles over jumps, you know. But it's one of them where really my, my initial thought is, oh maybe odds, maybe with questions to answer for the first time in a while, his odds again, his odds on. A slightly uh, short price for him, but that being said, he's the one who coming Saturday evening, people might be looking at and going, "How did we get that price about him?" If he goes on absolutely mullism, his his record against Politilog is three 0 You know, we know if they both turn up at the peak, Altio will beat him. Uh, Politilog is a year younger, and, and really, really was fine. In the champion chase, you know the, the race. The race fell apart, but apart. But what, no matter what happened in behind, Politilog still put in what was probably a career best performance. There, jumped brilliantly, stayed on well, and he he deserved, like you said, he deserved that victory. I, he, he's hard to knock out of the frame, and I'm surprised. Uh, there's only half a point between him and Grenatine, who, yes, he's a progressive, sexy one. But, but look, is what what he's achieved so far isn't isn't top class. 
and the trajectory is going that way, but whether this is just a little bit of a uh, biting off more than he can chew too early up against the two best two-mile chasers in Britain at the minute. Rose Viff. No complaints with how good he was at Cheltenham. It looked the form was iffy to say the least, wasn't it? It was, you know, Western Mill, the runner-up, was beaten in a class three off one four two the time before. Beat the judge who won that also. Uh, got himself beat at the uh, November meeting later, although he ran, ran fine, but it's not it's not sparkling form. That being said, visually, you know, he could have run off any mark there and won it, as such as his ability. And the, and the Arkle, to be honest, is, is shaping up to be, from what we've seen, a reasonably better renewal than we thought it was, you know. Put the kettle on, came out and, and uh, turned over due to Geneva in the slur. I'm not counting her turning over Defi Desai because anyone could have turned over Defi Desai that day. Uh, you know, and no, notebooks come out and won. I know he, he doesn't handle Cheltenham at all for Kiruderi beaten by notebook in the same race. It's not form lines really to mix with the top class two milers yet, but at least it's not been proven to be utterly woeful. You know, the horses who ran in it are coming out and and performing to the same the same levels that saw them at the best. That being said, though, again, like like Grenatine, Rudriff needs another 10, really, to be getting involved in LTO. Uh, brewing up, they say, the other two, Brewing Up a Storm, is a horse we both generally have a bit of time for, but I've, I think the... The idea we got into our heads that this might be a top-class chaser, I think he's fading with me. I'd be more interested with him in the Peterborough. Would you? Mm. I, I think two mile four, two mile five, more round. It's just, I, I, I know he's won at two, and I was of the opinion early on in his days that two were would probably be best for him. I know um, he was campaigned around that trip, but I, I think a, a, a bit further in distance like a two-mile four, two-mile five chase. It's it, it probably not as top class, but it'll be there or thereabouts in lower lower level. Yeah, I, I could see that. I'm interested to see him drop back to two miles because that, that was initially what I thought he wanted, a strongly run two. Even though he does stay further, I thought that I would see him to best effect, but that being said, I don't think he's good enough uh, to win this. And Castle Grace Paddy, probably career best last time out, beating Apolutar in the fourth trio. Uh, good grade two level chaser in Ireland, but that's really what he's exposed as. Uh, if if any of the if any of the front, you know, four in the betting though, are on a going day, he could run into second. There's not masses between him and uh, Politolog, maybe five or six pounds. Uh, if if he flops, they're a silly of thirty three to one uh, each way bets in a six runner race. That being said, I, I can't make a serious case for anything. Uh, away from the top of the betting, and it is a, it really is a, a tough one to come up with a selection in because the market isn't really giving me much that I, that I want that I, that I can grab onto here. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Altior's a likely winner. 
I think Altior's a likely swinner. And if he does, and if we see the level of performance we saw, you know, two years ago, or in the game spirit, he should get the job done. I know, you know, the last time he made it to Chapman, people were saying, you know, he looked slow, which which he did, which he did. He wasn't as quick as he was. He was still quick enough, though. And uh, he's not racing against former Altidore. He's racing against political organ and a team. So, I, I think he'll do it, even at odds on. It, it wouldn't be a backable prize for me. Uh, really fascinating race. So, lots of different form lines coming across each other. And, you know, everything in the field, really, is worth a crack at it. Yeah, you, you expect that. For me... It, it's a sit-and-watch race. I, I'm, I've took 16s about Grenatine before he won um, first time out in the in the Holden Gold Cup. So, for this race, we know I'm a, a big swing uh, for him to win uh, this. Uh, he's won the Holden Gold Cup first leg and and to win the champion chase. It was just a swing. Um, but we're here to, to have a go and hopefully he can notch up a double and uh, and keep the dream alive yeah mate the other grade one on the card is the uh, planter at Chapel Stud Henry VIII's novices chase and the best prices here 9-4 to four, All Mankind 11-4 to four, Hitman 9-2 to Galore 5-1 to one, Eldorado Allen 8's Tamarok Dumatan uh, 11's Phoenix Way and that's the field of 6 where are you leaning here, Jim? You're quite a big fan of Eldorado Allen. Do you think he wins this? And if he, if you do, he's a price. I, th- I think he's a fascinating renewal. I think it's very odd that we see grade one chases with four-year-olds competing in it. Um, and I think the weight difference will probably just help a few here. Uh, I do like Eldorado Allen. I'm a big fan of this horse. He's, he pro- we saw how much he progressed uh, last time at Cheltenham in that grade two chase. I mean, Gumball was leading and fell at the second last and the race fell apart. But I think he would have had the beating of Gumball. I thought he was coming to the end of his tether. Oh, um, come on. I think you're the only person I've listened to that thinks that. And I, I'm, I'll stick with that opinion because I, I'm pretty sure that he was always getting that. He was, he's a bit of an on and off the bridle horse as it is. Uh, and two miles is probably slightly sharp for him. So... Two mile at Cheltenham was probably too sharp for him, and at two mile round Sundown is going to be a, a quite a bit more sharp. Um, so that is the that is the worry with Eldorado Allen. He is a very good horse. In time, do I think he'll be a two mile? And no, I think he'll be a, a Ryanair sort of horse. But um, round two mile, it could just catch him out. He's jumping. Very, very accurate and very, very good. That's one thing that did impress me last time. Um, but he needs to show me again that there's enough speed. Five to one's a price to make me interested. Um, however, <laughs> the field's cut up now. And I was going to say early on, he, he was a bit of each way value. But um, I, I think he's certainly got a chance. You have to respect all mankind. Um, I know he was a runaway winner of that novice chase, uh, jumped perfectly, but I'm just willing to just watch. I'd watch him win this rather than be backing him at five to two. He's a horse that's he could cut his own throat at the front with running against better horses here. Um, he, he did jump really, really well last time, led all the way. No one could stop him, 
and he was absolutely untouchable. But the horses in behind in Ozanza um, come out last weekend and won. But I don't think that's the quality of horses that are in this. We look at Hitman, who won uh, his first time over fence, his first run for Paul Nichols in that beginner's chase at Foss last at Highway 102, uh, ran in and fell. Uh, and he was absolutely devastating. He just completely blitzed the field. Nothing could keep up with him. Uh, he was clear when uh, when two out, when, uh, well, clear after four out, sorry, after when Highway 102 um, came down. And he could be absolutely anything. He could be a machine. Um, we've seen that he's had solid, good form here in France uh, coming over here. And he's on his reappearance, he's, he's absolutely blitzed him. Uh, Galore hasn't done a lot wrong over a uh, lot wrong at all over fences. Um, they exploited the handicap mark of one two eight uh, at Exeter two starts ago. Absolutely ran away with that, and it, it was a poor renewal of the Wincanton novice chase. It, it normally has a smallish field enough as it is, uh, and he just. He was the only one that jumped somewhat well. Um, he didn't jump that. And he, he didn't jump to make me think that, that the railway fences might be a problem for him at Sandown. But he'll need to have improved again on that. And he's probably the uh, he's the most experienced out of this lot over the fences. So to see that slight novice mistakes at Wincanton last time slightly puts me off. Um, I am a big fan of Hitman. I was really impressed with that performance, and that's probably where I'll be signing at the minute. Although Eldorado Allen, I have a lot of respect for, um, but for me, it'd be Hitman. I can see that, and it's going to be a fascinating tactical affair. This as well, like you said, all mankind likes going from the front, and uh, you know, almost winning winning the race in the almost you know before the final. Final few furlongs, just getting everything so far out of its comfort zone, and uh, keeping on. After that, he was brilliant. To be fair, at, at Warwick, absolutely brilliant. Not a single, not a single flaw in his game there. And he's he's probably the right favourite. Whether Hitman might make things harder for him though, that's that's the issue because when we saw him at Foss last, he really had it between him and Highway One or Two. For the second circuit, just you know, twenty lengths clear of everything else, he ran the heart of Highway One or Two. I think that was a tired fall when that one came down, just because you know he he'd, he'd given everything trying to trying to match strides with Hitman uh, up to the home straight, and then when the jumping ticket, it's totally couldn't raise his legs anymore. Uh, that was really impressive, and that that was a a fine start to a British chasing career. In, in what was a race with more depth to it as well, you know, Matt the man ended up finishing second by, you know, 30 lengths behind. He was never even within 30 lengths of him in the race when things actually started to turn into a race. Totter down again, another useful hurdler. Was well beaten when falling. That's good form, man. That's good form. And um, I might be inclined just to side with you here. With the Nichols horse. Galore. Again Jamie Stoden's done really well with him. He's another one really. Who could be anything at this level. And I, I think it's a bit easier to put. To put marks on the current form of Hitman and All Mankind. Even though they have. 
uh, only one beginner's chase. As you know, we've seen Galore come up through handicaps and win a grade two. The grade two he won last time out was a bit Mickey Mouse. And his handicaps, he's, 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 look, he's been winning handicaps off of Matt's clearly uh, underrating him so much that it's it's hard to put an accurate rating on how uh, how how far ahead of it he was. You know, at Exeter in October, winning off one two eight. He's now 150. I know this is a greater race, but I'm not, I'm not certain that whether, whether 150 would be the most accurate, uh, accurate estimate of, of his ability. Not saying he's not, he's not at that level, but I, I think it's easier to read into how much all mankind and hit, and Hitman have achieved. Galore could, Galore could be better than him, but back down in trip over two miles. Happy enough just to watch him. I'm not with you on Eldorado, Alan. I don't think he would have uh, got Gumball back. The form of his Newton Abbott uh, chase, chasing debut is working out well. Looks like he'll he'll stay forward, but this race could set up for a stayer. You know, all, all mankind goes from the front. Hitman goes from the uh, can. Well, he almost had to go from the front last time out because nothing else could go with him really. Uh, Galore goes from the front. Could be a fair bit of pace, but it could be some spectacle to watch these novices. Eldorado Allen stays on well, and like you said, he'd, he'd have been an interesting, an interesting uh, each way angle if there were the seven of them. At fives, it makes it at fives and six on the field makes it a little bit less interesting. But I can I can see the case for him. Tamarok Dumatan was really tidy on novice chase debut with a little. Uh, Novice handicap at Wincanton. Some fairly half decent horses in there as well. The likes of Golden Taipan, Go a Little Getaway Fred. He was a he was a semi useful hurdler as well. Tamarok Dumatan looks like he'll be a better chaser. He was thinking Probably. the better fair. <laughs> he wasn't a bad hurdler. He was quite a good hurdler. Yes, yeah, semi semi useful. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, not take, I'm not taking that back. Uh, and but again, it, it, it needs it probably needs improvement at this stage. Though again, like you said, you can't quite rule that out of anything. And Phoenix Way, as horse I mentioned for, for the stayers hurdle on our uh, season preview, was a bit of an each way angle for that a long term interesting one. Sending him over fences, and he got the job done very tidily. Over a trip shot of his best turn over stratagem and quick grab of him at Warwick when the outsider of the three. Uh, look, I think three miles sees him to best effect. There's probably quicker types here, but he's a nice prospect going forward. I think I'm going to go with Hitman, Jim. Are we agreeing? Yeah, it's not going to be a double nap, though. No, they're jinxed. Hypothetically, though, uh, Eldorado Allen beat Zanza by. Uh, sixteen and a half lengths. All mankind beat Zanza by thirteen. So that means Eldorado Allen <laughs> through Zanza is a is overpriced out out of the out of the field in my opinion. Uh, I think Hitman will win. I think Eldorado Allen will be second. I'll play the forecast. Fair enough, my mate. As we move on to the uh, three o'clock, it is the Betfair Bat Exchange. Back and lay London National, and they bet four to one. Cloudy Glen, five's classic bed. 
Sixes cross park, tens doing fine, twelves pobbles bay, sixteen to one regal flow, and twenty to one. Shanro Santos, Jimmy saw Cloud again last time out. Really impressive winner of the Southern National. Can he take his second national of the season? Can I just mention before we start talking about this, this is a right Lewis Tomlinson race. A three mile floor, slog in the mud. This is right up your street. Oh um, no, even even I even I find this one a bit a bit too boaty for my liking. <laughs> it's a real head scratcher. Cloudy Glen, it depends which Cloudy Glen turns up. We we saw him uh, disappear into the wilderness in early 2020. Um, but And he's very in and out. However, last time in the Southern National, he, he won causely in the end. Um, I mean, far to one about a horse that's possible, got possible risks. I think that's fair enough. I, I think the, the market's got it about right. Um, will I be backing him? Probably not. Uh, it's not a race that exactly throws my enthusiasm. Um, however, if you, there's a horse in this that I have a really hate relationship with, and I, I don't know why, probably because it's the fact that we have to go back a long way to win. And since he last time he won, I thought that um, I keep thinking he'll kick on again. And it's Shamro Santos. He, he really, really infuriates me. Uh, every time I think he, he's got a good chance here, um, he's well handicapped and he just disappoints. He's regressing quickly and he'll probably go and pop up and just rain all over my parade here. Um, we've seen a lot of uh, the old boys love a, love a good scrap at Sandown and it wouldn't surprise me if he somewhat come back to himself uh, to, to upset me here. Um, Cross Park's been doing well. Uh, it ran well in the veterans chase last time behind step back. Um, he's been put up in the in the weights for that, um, having two seconds as a second to present man in another veterans chase. Um, I think the handicap has been very unfair by putting him up six for that, um, which possibly slightly weights him out of it. And then you've got Classic Ben, uh, who won uh, a three mile chase round here. Uh, He's a, he's, a, he's a sort of horse that you, I'd probably be siding with. He's on he's on the younger side of age. He had a nice reappearance behind Jersey B. Um, up four for that. Uh, I, I know that's a bit harsh, but I think five to one's probably a fair enough price. What I'm most interested in here, Jim, at twelve to one, is Pobbles Bay uh, for Evan Williams, former winner of the uh, West Wales National. Back in 2019, off only uh, four pounds lower than this. Ran well at his seasonal reappearance in the Veterans Chase won by Manella Celebration. Obviously, that that form's not really had too much chance to work out. Perfect candidate was down the field who won a very similar race to this at Haydock in awful ground uh, on his last start. Pobble's base. In and out ish, you know, he's, he, he tends to, he tends to get found out when he's up against the, uh, sort of grade three level horses who are aiming to get themselves into Grand Nationals. You know, but I don't think there's loads of them in this. You know, Cloudy Glen's got to contend with a 15 pound rise. Admittedly, you know, he was, he was really, really, really impressive at Fontwell. 
But like I said, for a horse who's been a little bit in and out earlier in his career, off a mark of 149 uh, for winning a, a Fontwell Class 3 full of bolts, this is this will be where he has to prove it. Prove it. Cross Park again has been is a horse I've got all the time in the world for. You know, former runner-up in a Scottish National, being fine this season, done out in two veteran chasers by a nose and three quarters of a length. First one behind present man last time out at Sandown. This course behind step back, he stays well. You know, gives his all up seven though from the start of the season. He's in form though, which is more than can be said. Uh, for for some of these, <sighs> doing fine these sort of also, you know, pops up in this sort of race. But I see no reason why he turns the tables on Cloudy Glen. You mentioned the classic Ben. I can see why they're going back over this trip with him though. His best form is over shorter. One free fall still a workable mark for him though, I'll give him that. But I, I, I just think Pobbles Bay, in the form that he was in at, at, at Aintree, I don't think he's on a poor mark. We didn't actually really get to see what he was capable of uh, at Haydock last time out. He unseated before the race really warmed up. He's won off, he's won a similar sort of race before in the past. At a 12 to 1, I don't think he's a poor each way bet. Yeah, fair enough point. I'll stick with Classic Ben. It's not a race that uh, I really am a massive fan of, but uh, I think the seven year old could get the job done. Yeah, and briefly, mate, the December uh, handicap hurdle sponsored by the Betfair Exchange and the Bet Best Price is Mr. Coffee. 5 to 2, 7 to 1 solo, 8 Eglantine, the Soy Rosie and Millie, 9 Nicholson, Galise Macalo. 10s for Benson, 14s Jolly's Tractic, 20 to 1, Totter Down, and 33 to 1, Let the Airs Walk. Uh, Jim, Mr. Coffey, a lot of people think this horse could be quite decent. Yeah, and a mark of 138 could be quite lenient. Uh, I know it's a handicap listed hurdle, but it could be bigger fish to fry after this. Uh, we saw him win impressively at Sandown, beating Oscar's leader. Uh, he was quite keen early on, so the bigger field and, and, and a good tempo might might help him settle a bit, but he cruised uh, into the last part and was a very, very impressive winner. Um, Oscar's leader's not a bad horse either. I think he ran the other day at Haydock and, and only got beat half a length. Um, so the form's somewhat standing up uh, fairly well. Um, he has got a very, very good chance. Five to two could be uh, a nice price for the same colours that uh, won and with the horse Admiral, it's just escaped me. Admiral at Haydock the other day. They've got some nice horses. They've spent a lot of money as Lady Bamford and Alice Bamford, and it's hopefully they can see them rewarded. Um, Solos in this, we saw him be devastating in the Adonis, disappointing in the Elite, disappointing in the Triumph in, in itself. He needs a real comeback to be winning this off a mark of 147. Uh, I think that's a high enough mark. Um, Ungratine de Soy finished fifth in a, in the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle at Wincanton. Was a, it was a long way back and, and kept on plodding towards the end. Um, step back to two mile is not something that I thought, but we've seen the best of her form over, over two miles. Um, 
she has to improve, but Angus Chalida's £7 will certainly help. He's been on fire recently. Uh, and a horse at 10-1 to 1 that I'd like to give a, a mention to would be Benson. He is a slightly frustrating horse, but we saw him um, in that contender's hurdle nearly uh, nearly get there and get close before he refused. And He's got his act together now. He's joined uh, Dr. Richard Newland. Um, and he, he's won his last two, and he's a horse that you could expect to pop up in a handicap like this, having made hard work of maiden hurdles recently. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Obviously, it was at this course last year. Benson made his hurdling debut run, ran a run a fine race for a long way in the uh, in the contenders hurdle. I'm interested to see how Nicholson gets on here at nine to one. And that might be the way I play this. A bumper winner, and then he took a maiden hurdle on his first two uh, career starts. Two starts since then, bumped into fairly useful types. Got beat by Hooligan at Warwick in March. Hooligan caused a real upset that day. They went off twenty-five to one, but he's won on his seasonal reappearance at uh, at Weatherby. The Cobb, who was a winner this week, was was behind that day. He's won twice this season. And as a, he'll probably be on a, in a, on a rating in the low 130s then. Hooligan seasonal reappearance got turned over by Ribble Value. You know, we, we saw last weekend finishing third in the fight in fifth. And he finished ahead again of Molly Ollie's Wishes, another horse who's gone on to win, uh, in the recent weeks off a mark of 124. Nicholson's here off 134. I'd be surprised if that wasn't workable. And I'd hope. Uh, for Ollie Murphy, he might be one that's ahead of his mark. It's a sort of race I like the Jerry Fielding last weekend, though, where, where, where there are loads in this that you look at and you think, yeah, they might have a little bit more up their sleeve. Mr. Coffey's the obvious one. You know, if there's a horse in this who's going to be winning graded races, it's it, it's got to be him. Uh, well, I was saying that solo, really. Should, I mean... You'd be disappointed if Solo wasn't wasn't better than this, based off what he did in the Adonis, but he's kind of a little bit in, in purgatory at the minute as to how how much that form's worth and, and whether one four seven's a bit of a stiff rating for him. <sighs> Trips on the sharp side for Eglantine to sign nowadays. Rosie and Millie's a nice mare. Uh runner up at Ascot last time out to Buzz. You know, couldn't touch him, but the forming behind her is still still relatively useful she's got a chance uh, at 8 to 1 but I'm, I'm, I'm happy enough to, to try Nicholson first start in a handicap he's only really uh, running small enough fields barring his Warwick novice hurl which was a bit of a you know not a race full of depth but I'd, I'd, I'd hope one three four was was a decent starting point for him in this sort of race and that'll be where I'll land Yep, I think I'll end up with Mr. Coffey. I think he's got a very, very good chance, but Benson at a price interests me. We'll go to Aintree then, Jim, uh, with the William Hill Beecher chase, the best price for this 6-1, to one, Kimberlite Candy and LeBroy. Sevens, walking the Mill. Eights, Ramsey's Detain. Nines, Yalarenki. Elevens for Calic Mad. Twelves, Give Me a Coppers, Coostar, Civilla. Sixteens, Minella Celebration, Vierley on Rouge. 20-1, to one, Smooth Stepper, Joe Farrell, 25's Jets, Aso, and 28's Calypso Collage. Where are you landing in this, Jim? 
it's a fascinating renewal. Um, I'm sure your notepad will be out on Saturday, uh, scribbling notes for your national picks because I know how much you love the national. Um, but I mean, you can't fault the top of the market. They're all been there, done it, bought the t-shirt. Um, I think um, Kimberlite Candy we saw uh, in that classic chase was really really impressive and and he was put away for the national and that never happened um it's interesting his reappearance here uh he was second uh, in this last year to walk in the mill who's looking to to land the hat trick who's been an absolute uh stable star for robert walford um the is a horse that's caught many people's eyes uh to to win the national having uh brought my heart in the in the uh in the national hunt chase um, but he's took a bit of time to come back from that uh, he's slowly warming to himself he's a horse that I'd wouldn't I wouldn't be backing but I wouldn't be surprised if he won uh, it, there's a lot of people who love Lebroy uh, and I was one of them in his hurdle days but he's just broken down a little bit I think of recently and I think that that national hunt chase has sort of smashed him and He's not recovered. Maybe he might have now. Maybe he's coming to himself. Maybe it's taken a year and a half to come back to himself. But he's not a horse I'd be backing with my money. Um, I mean, I like Ramsey's Detay. He's a nice horse. I've liked him for, for the National. Um, he, he scrapped out with Yalowenki last time at Cheltenham. I thought that was a really, really good performance. Um, and the handicappers only put him up for, uh, for, for that. So I thought that was fairly generous. A horse that I am interested in over the national fences who, who faces them for the first time is Kustar Sivilla. Um, we saw Kustar win the Ultima uh, back in 2018. And since that, there's been problems and he's not been as good as, as, as what he once was. Um, however, his fifth at Bangor showed a bit of... Bit of a step in the right direction. He'd been off, off for the best part of a year, um, and it, it's just taking time to rebuild him. And I thought that was a nice reappearance. He just tired late on uh, and blew up. He led most of the way, and well, he didn't lead most of the way. Sorry, he um, went off to lead and then just looked a bit tired late on. He's a horse I'd, I'd be marking up. He's, he's only eight uh, over these national fences. Ten stone four. Um, Tom O'Brien will be riding like two-star civiler won't even know Tom O'Brien's on the back carrying that uh, interesting first time over these fences he's, he's probably where I'll be landing good old early on Rouge is in this we know how many national fences he jumped over 200 uh, he's been an absolute star in this division for, for years now um, but for me two-star civiler interests me Ramsey's the tie and I'll be cheering on walking the mill for the treble yeah, like you said, Jim, you said earlier, look, full, full of familiar faces, and I don't think it's one I, I particularly have to have my notebook out for this for this time, because it's it's a, a race of horses we generally know quite a lot about. There doesn't seem to be a sort of sexy left field one where you look at and you think, oh, are they going to try and turn him into a Grand National horse? Everything in this is an obvious Grand National horse. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, especially especially at the top of the betting, you know, Kimberlite Candy would have been very, very near the top of the betting for the National last season, runner-up in this last year, and then won the Classic at Warwick. 
the boy wouldn't have even got into the national to be fair. So far down that he slipped the handicap his ear off one four one. He needs to rejuvenate himself. Although again, his best run last season was when he was seventh in this. Much better than the finishing position suggested that day and took well to Aintree. Walking the mill. Well, he does better than takes well to Aintree, doesn't he? He absolutely loves it here. Winner of this race the last two years, fourth in the national, uh, in the last Grand National we had in 2019. 149 is a steep mark for him. But over, but, you know, I guess his love for the fences and, the, and we know how well it suits him is worth that. Uh, Ramsey's and Yalarenke. After their battle at Cheltenham last month, I'd, I, I, see, I can understand why they're coming here. I, I wouldn't want to be going too far further in the weights for them, though, both if the Nationals are planned. You know, I look at 153 for Ramsey's the Tay and think, yeah, that's a good racing weight for you to, to compete in the National off. And I can see him competing in it here. Can I see him competing in the National off 159? You know, that 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 would almost be my worry would be how, how necessary is it for them to run run brilliantly here. Whether that might end up shooting themselves in the foot somehow. Uh look, they both have obvious chances really. I think maybe Ramsey's is on a little bit of a better mark and has more scope for impression. The two the two that in fact immediately caught my eye uh when I saw the entries for this are both double-figure prices, and I'm interested to see how they get on here, and I might end up siding with one of them. Uh, Calic Mad missed all of last season. I had him in my head as a Grand National type uh, for a while. Not seen him since almost, well, since January 2019, almost a full two years off the track. But he stays very, very well. And one for a uh, one for two still up to workable mark for him the way he was uh, finishing his races off when we were last seeing him on the track runner up in a board of national like I said earlier runner up in a cla- in a classic chase consistent in good staying handicaps as well around Cheltenham prior to that one for twos could be workable if if Nigel Twiston Davis has him race fit he could be one that's that, that a little bit left field goes well in this. He's fifty to one for the national at the minute as well, and he's he's one of the ones that I, that I see with the most potential for actually shortening their price regarding the race in April. You know, I think if any of the ones at the top win this, I don't think there'll be too much difference. You know, Kimberlite Candy Candy, you know, in some in some books is already you know twenty to one to win the race in in April. Caliban's 50s he'll be half that if he wins this and the other ones give me a copper who won first time up in the good handicap last season in the Badger Beers and then ran no sort of race and went trying to follow that up at Ascot in the Silver Cup uh, he's been dropped two for that so comes here off 146 always been a hard horse to keep right has had wind surgery though now uh, Paul Nichols has always seen him as a Grand National type though first time over these fences still really lightly raced for a uh, for a 10 year old I think it's what 11 runs under rules he's an interesting one as well if he takes to the course I can see him becoming somewhat of a 
a horse that re-enters people's calculations uh, for the national. He's not even in the betting at the minute. But I can, they, they'd probably be the two I'd, I'd be keenest on, Jim, from an each-way point of view. Well, they're the two who I think have the most scope for being ahead of their mark. Yeah, I, I like Give Me a Copper. Um, like you said, he is very fragile. Uh, and I've always been of the opinion that, that staying the Grand National distance would be right up his street and something like this really could be. And uh, maybe the fences might spark some more improvement out of him. Um, I think you've summed it up perfectly. I, 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 it's an interesting race. I think the market won't change a lot, as you said. Um, but push for one. I'll give two star Civiler a go. Um, I'm willing to give him a go over the fences before he uh, to see where he to see where he goes from that. And I, I like I like Ramsey's detail. Um but I, I, like you said, he's he's up four, which I, I think is fair enough. But if he's to be running well in a national, it's going to take a lot more improvement if he goes up six from this. The horse I'm most interested in from a national point of view, running today, uh, on the Saturday, uh, runs in the Sefton. Yeah. And we'll run through that race now, 9-1 to one best price modus to win this. It's a really competitive field this year. 10's Huntsman, Sun 14's Lord Dumanee. And Semetic same Price Senior Citizen, 16 Springtown Lake, 20s Mike Bite, what's he doing here? Creve Hill, Cadillan, Flying Angel, Dingo Dollar, and Didero Valley's 25 to 1. The remainder, 19 of them, Jim Solvit. Can I guess the horse that you like for the national in this? Yeah. Mike Bite. Not- <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, I bet you it's Lord of Menil. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. He's a horse that we've both got quite a bit of time for. Um, How can you not have time for him? Yeah, well, uh, to add to my dire Cheltenham, he was one of them that finished second. Um, <laughs> uh, he ran really well in that National Hunt chase. Um, he ran up in a in a novice hurdle at Kelso um, over a trip that didn't really suit him, uh, even though he's running over it here. Um, he picked up an injury. He, I think a piece of chip went in his in his shin bone. Uh, which wasn't good to see, but good to see him getting back. The plan was to go for the bet there with him, um, but now they've, they've diverted to here. Or, like you said, the question mark is, is he quick enough uh, to to be winning this? Possib- possibly he is. I, I know that he's won slogs uh, like the, the last fling uh, and finished second in, in the national trial, but I, th- I don't think he's slow, slow. Um, I think he would have been. I would have rather him been in the uh, beacher, but I think he's certainly got a chance in this. Um, it, like you said, it, it, it's a real big puzzle uh, to be to be picking this senior citizen uh, beat Darling Malte first time out this season and was second to Espoir de Rome, who ran with fair enough credit yesterday in a far runner race at Haydock. Um, He's only seven and could improve. He, he's got some decent form, uh, and this this trip's more up his street. And he's the likely race sexier one, in my opinion. Um, Dingo Dollars having a chance over the fences for Alan King as well. I, I, I think that's fascinating. He's a horse that a lot of us have jumped off the cliff with, um, and is interesting. Touch Kick has been sold. 
by Trevor Emmons at the dispersal sale. Uh, I know Lewis, you've had a lot of time for him. Um, and he ran. You've always thought, I can't quite remember, did you think he was an after horse or he wasn't? No, no, I like him over a quick free or a stamina test over this trip. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember if it was quite the two because I think they were campaigning to be a national horse and you were completely against it. Um, and it's interesting they've got rid of him. New stable might might find a bit more improvement uh, for Sheena West. It's, it's a real puzzle. Mordus was good first time out this season, beating Springtown late in Cormix. Cormix has since come out and run with credit behind York Hill. Um, it, it's a puzzling race, but I'd probably land on Lord Manil because I do think he's the best horse in this race, and I know he's carrying top weight. Paul O'Brien's three-pound claim will certainly help. Um, I, I think 14s is a price I'm interested in. Fair enough, mate. I'm not... I, I really like Lord and Athis, but I... I uh, sorry for the national. I'm not certain, though, that going back down to a trip he's not ran, not ran over uh, since his maiden hurdle days. Will be suiting him though, you know. I I I think they'd probably given given how hard the campaign he had last season. I'm just wondering whether they're going to campaign him this year with an eye to April and just give him a little bit of an easier time to potentially make sure he's not bottomed out by the time the national comes. And this is probably well, this definitely is a race that he's going to be less of a slog than the beach. So it makes sense from that point of view. Although I'm not sure whether he'll be winning it. The key. The key form line really is this race, is the race uh, over the mild May course here last month when Modus beat Springtown Lake. Modus had dropped a really good mark off one uh, off off one four one back up to one fifty here. He's probably the right favourite. He's in form. At his very best in his younger days, he was probably around the one fifty horse as well. So if Paul Nichols has him back to that level, he sh- you know he should be well competitive, and that gives Springtown Lake. Uh, half a chance as well of hitting the frame here. He's a sort of horse, really, Springtown Lake. I think people would have thought he'd, he might have bagged a big one by now. A lot of people will be expecting him to bag a big one at some point in his career. A 16 to 1 for him each way using a poor bet off a mark of 1 for 2. Huntsman's son, uh, the winner of the of the listed race at, at Weatherby uh, at the Charlie Hall meeting. He's got a good chance as well, but he didn't, he didn't, he's still fairly lightly raced, you know. Especially from his novice days, you know, if he ran in the novice handicap, that Apu Tar one, and we've only seen him on the track twice since. One off 139 last time out. Fair rise of £9 to that. 10 to 1 if he takes the course for Alex Hales. I know, I know he's, you know, knocking on a bit now at 10 years of age, but there's not loads of miles on the clock as a chaser. I like him for it as well. I can't really come up with anything interesting from a each way perspective, even though it's a 19 runner race. I think the horses who are down the betting are generally out of form or poorly handicapped. One that is in form is Pink Eyed Pedro, who, who won at Chepstow at the Persian War meeting and then ran third in the Holden Gold Cup. Now on a career high mark of 139, Connor Brace takes a free off, but 
uh, Brace has been riding him all season. So uh, don't take that as it being an extra free. The trip should be fine. And he's in form 25 to 1. If I were going to put up an each way swing, it would be him. Interesting. What do you think Mike Bite will do? Um, he did run too bad in the Sedexo. <laughs> Interesting. It'd be exciting to see him over him. Um, do I think he'll win? No, but will I be cheering on? Yes. I think I, I think my if I were to go for my selection here, it'd be Springtown Lake each way at sixteen to one. Yep, and I'll stick with Lob de Manil. I know it's an inadequate trip, but I think he should be, be beating these. Fair enough, mate. The last race we'll talk about from entry on the Saturday is the Many Clouds Chase, Grade 2, over three miles. Really tidy little affair, this. 11-8 Santini, 5-2 Frode on a native river, 20s Lakeview lad, and 66-1 for Keeper Hill. Jim... I know you're generally anti-Santini, but he should be winning this. Uh, <laughs> it's a good renewal of the race. Um, is he at his best first time out? No. Um, other horses in behind that have got good quality form? Yes. Could he be out of his comfort zone early on if, he, if he's not fully fit? Maybe. Um we saw Frodon put up an absolute monster performance in that uh, handicap chase at, at Cheltenham, carrying all that rate around three mile one. Uh, some performance is Frodon is not as good at Aintree, has won at Aintree, uh, won the overall. Um, however, this is a different kettle of fish against a former uh, Gold Cup winner and a, a second in the Gold Cup last year. Um, if I was to say one, it would be Native River. Um, we saw him win this last season, uh, beating Black Corn comfortably, but the the main take-out of that race was Mike Bike fell. Uh, we then saw him in the Denman, um, and he, he beat Secret Investor. The form has been franked of that since. Secret Investor has been running well. Is the spark still there is the question mark. Uh, I certainly won't rule it out. We know what we're going to get from Native River. He's going to go from the front and he's going to try and jump him into submission. Will Frodon be ridden quiet, more quietly? We saw, we saw last time him take, it, take the ball by the arms and, uh, and lead all the way. Is he, is Frodon got enough stamina to jump and go forward with Native River as much? Question mark. Does that leave the race open to Santini? Certainly does. If them two take each other on up front and slit each other's throats, Santini's going to be plodding on behind and, uh, and will pick up the pieces more than likely. Do I fancy Santini? No. Do I think he's a good price? Yes. Fraud on. Do I think he's, he's going to win? No. Do I think he's a good price? No. Native River. Do I think he'll win? Yes. Do I think he's a good price? No. So, <laughs> so the horses that I like, the horse that I like is Native River, but I, I don't like the price. And the horse I don't like is the price I like. So I, I don't know where I land here. Um, I'll be cheering on Native River. I want Santini to get beat just to annoy people. That's that's the pure and only reason because I'm people 
going, oh, he's such a good old. I'm, I'm, I'd love to see him get his heart ripped out by Native River. Really, that's quite a bitter and twisted individual, are you? I'm, I'm not bitter and twisted. I'm a, I'm a very nice person, but some situations... God, that sounded horrible. I'm a very... <laughs> but in some situations, I'd like to see people's bubbles burst. And um, I'm hoping it does with Santini. I asked I asked Jim for an analysis for North Face, and he just goes on a monologue about how much he hates other people, having opinions different to his. Uh, <laughs> My opinion is more than often wrong, <laughs> as people. Once again, it. let's run through the horses who have finished ahead of Santini in his entire career. OK Corral, Kilbrick and Stone, top who? of the game, Labagoa, Album Photo. That is it. I tell you what, you might as well have put Nao McGinty in that as well. But the, surely the, the, the myth of him being a boat has been dispelled by what happened in the Gold Cup last season in what was a Gold Cup that turned up into somewhat of a sprint and there was a real boat in it in Elegant Escape and he couldn't cope with it. Santini could. It made me think he was more of a boat, though. It, it showed that he didn't have any speed to even get... From the second to the from the second last to the last, it showed that he didn't have enough tactical speed to get through a gap and, and get gone. It showed he just wasn't quick enough, and I, I think he'll just keep getting found out, and everyone go, "Oh, win next year," and he won't. I think it'll just keep happening. I just don't think he's quick. I don't think he's quick enough to win a gold cup, and that's something that you have to say about a really slow horse. He was within a neck of winning it last year. I think Alboom would have kept finding. Oh, but what, album photos. The fact that album photo was ahead of him surely makes no odds to how Santini actually performed. You know, album photo being a neck ahead of him, right, doesn't nullify the fact that Santini ran a really, really decent race. He still finished ahead of Lost in Translation and Monolia, Delta Work and Real Steel and Ken Boy and Clandestine Bow and Bristol Demai. You know what I mean? It, it, mm-hmm. it, the fact that the fact that a horse finished a, a neck ahead of him doesn't doesn't suddenly make that form not top class. Yeah. You know, I've 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 backed Santini for the Gold Cup this year. I think he'll win it, uh, and I think he'll win this. This is a good starting point for him. Look, he's not a penalty kick in opposition, like he said, Frodon, who really probably put up what was a career best, even better than him winning the Ryder, winning that handicap over three miles of one six four. Form obviously Frank Clough Cap, winner of the Hennessy the Ladbrokes Trophy, sorry last weekend. Uh, Frodon did that giving him you know two stone this is the best race he's running over three miles on and it's a sort of I guess people are going to continue to doubt over three miles because people have it in their head he's, he's a suspect stayer at the trip and he won't ever really be a gold cup horse uh, people won't be questioning him if he does this but I'd be surprised. Native River is a horse I think we all adore. Uh, so consistent all the way throughout his career. Was you know, and really was as good as he as good as he's always been last season. I think I'd have backed him each way had he got to the Gold Cup. I think he were about 14s after he won the Denman, and I, I'd have taken that each way price. I still think I put it. I, I said on the uh, preview I thought it was a. Uh, 
a bit of an insult that he was 50 to the Gold Cup this season from an each-way point of view as well. You know, the ground could potentially turn up heavy and that could really suit him. I think he's on to chase Antonio and I don't think it's a drubbing. I think they give each other a race. But I'm, I'm, I think I'll just stick with the younger the younger animal. It's, I'm really looking forward to this though for a, for a, for a little grade two. It's, it's a surprisingly tidy affair this season. Yeah, no. Normally, it's slightly disappointed with its field, um, but this year it's it's certainly not. Um, definitely, Red's normally been a, a staple name in that. I'm so glad he got up and was all right after last week's fall. Um, but I think Native River is going to retain the crown. Do I like him at the price? No. Um, we'll hope there's a bit of three to one around, possibly seventy two around on the Saturday. Happy days, mate. Anything else on the Saturday for you? Um, on the Saturday, there is two Turf Talk 12 to follow, really. Uh, one at Chepstow, which is St. Bart's, which is Adam, uh, Adam Webb's. And we also have the Bosses Oscar. is in at Navin for Rating the Racing's Liam. Um, so there's two runners for us there. Uh, which should should be competitive, and that Chepstow car is very nice on on uh, Saturday. Oscar Elite, who was a devastating winner for the Tizards, um, also looks to back it up uh, in the, an early race. There, that's a nice car at Chepstow. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 a good little good little meeting and having as well. Like you said, the bosses Oscar in the Grade B handicap hurdle over three miles. Uh, the big getaway. He's another horse representing the Ballymore form, making his chasing debut on that card. And there's also uh, the grade three, Claire and Davies novice chase, which Andy Dufresne really should be getting the job done in. Only a free one race, embittered. Probably the only realistic rival for him there. On the Sunday, Jim, we don't have final decks for it yet, but it's a Peterborough chase. It's a race you quite like. Yeah, um, top notch. He's, he's going... Looking like he's going to be competitive. We saw him win the race last year. He's such a likeable sort. Um, it's hard not to like him. He, he ran okay in, in the Sylvan Yarko, um, but first time out this season, we saw him start off well in this last year. Should have a chance. Nuts Wells been on tremendous form uh, for the uh, Hamilton team and, uh, and ran a cracker in the old Rowan. Um, this is this is an, another step up, but you certainly won't rule it out. I'll dance around with a lot of credit in the Paddy Power. Uh, just didn't look like he was ever in the race, and uh, his form's backing up quite well now. So he's interesting if if he if he lines up here. Um, there's a lot of horses from that Paddy Power who, who face up here as well. Um, Fanny Industrial isn't one of them, and he heads the market currently at the minute. Um, he has to improve again after. What was an exciting start to to his career in England um, has slightly sort of wobbled off a bit. He, he, he showed signs of life last time out, but um, he's not the horse I'd be having favourite for this. It's a really, really nice race. There's a nice listed race bumper towards the end of the card as well. And at Punchestown, there's the John Durkin as well. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's a, it, is a, it is a really cracking weekend of action. Uh, the guy in the Peterborough... At this stage, mate, I'd probably be most interested in Al Dancer. 
uh, what he's done this season has been very good. I always thought he'd be a better horse over this trip than he was a two-miler. Uh, top-notch, that's a decent standard, obviously, took this last year. Probably flopped on his last start, actually, in the Silvignac or Conte. But we know he's generally better than that. Uh, interesting to you, actually, who actually is decked for it. It's normally a, a small enough field. Uh, there's 14 of a minute at the minute. Be good on. There are a couple on recovery missions, obviously. Simply the bets at 12 to 1. If you can forgive Cheltenham, he's a price. You know, if he'd have, if he'd have not turned up at Cheltenham and had just gone straight up to this off the back of last season, he'd be favourite, wouldn't he? Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't mind the angle of, uh, of backing a horse when I feel like the market has overreacted to one poor run. When we generally know the horse to be better than that, mm. it's even better if I can come up with a reason as to why they underperformed. And I don't think I can with simply the bets, which tempers my enthusiasm a little bit. But I, I think pushing him out to twelve to one off the back of that is an overreaction because he was generally so progressive back in the last season. Uh, I, I ain't going to have a selection because I don't. You know, we don't know what shape the race is going to, t- going to take, but it's a really interesting one. Probably more interesting than a normal renewal of the Peterborough. And like you briefly mentioned uh, there, Jim, the John Durkin. If I can get prices. I've not currently got any up at the minute, so I don't, I don't, think, I don't think the market's open. But main No, I found them. I found them. I found a Min 15 to 8, Battle Over Doyen 4 to 1, Aloho 5s, Chris's Dream 5s, 11 to 2 Sam Crow, 10s Melon 20 to 1 bar them. Uh, that includes Shaq and Postfar, who we all assume isn't turning up here, I guess judging by the price. Uh, again, it's a hard one to analyse because we don't know who's actually going to come here, but based off original entries, where would you like to go, Jim? Um, I mean, it's a fascinating renewal. Um, if they all turn up, it'll be great. But I'm, I'm sure that the field will cut up. Um, if you push me for a selection, it'd have to be Min. Min's been so consistent in recent years, and we saw uh, him get up in the Ryanair uh, and have his proper big day. He'd been bumping into LTR and uh, etc. And he's he's run. With so much credit for his career, he's so consistent. Um, I'd love him to again win uh, this race. And um, he took in Alahore, who's who was third in in the RSA and um, Battle Over Doyen, who was very very impressive first time out this season. Um, it's a fascinating renewal. Shakon Postwell's not going to run. It's quite clear. Uh, Sam Crow needs to to find a bit more on his performance last time. And Larishberg, the return, he's, a, he's our best part of uh, 22 months off the track and um, be excited to see where he reappears and if he does here. Yeah. I can see that. I, I think if Min goes off around the current price of 15 to 20, I think that's a backable, a backable proposition. If I'm honest, even one at a short one. He has been genuinely top class for the past, what, three, four years. You know, unlucky to really be around at the same the same time as LTR, unless he'd have won a Supreme, you know. 
and a champion chase to go alongside is Ryanair. Probably he, he might have won another champion chase as well because the way he was ridden uh, in the 2019 champion chase was to specifically try and beat Altior and it didn't suit him. They didn't play to min strengths and if, if Altior wasn't in that race, I reckon he'd have been ridden completely differently. I mean, he's probably the best horse that ran in it, uh, barring Altior. Deserved his festival win last time out. Won this last season. Can't knock him. Impossible to knock. That being said, you know, there are viable, viable opponents in here for him. Alahov's horse, a lot of people like, and I prefer him over this trip than I do over three. I'm just not sure whether he's actually pacey enough to be top class over two and a half miles. You know, I think he's almost, he almost falls in between the two stalls of being not quite not quite the strongest stayer at three, but vulnerable to speedier types at two and a half miles over, uh, sorry, at the very top level. You know, I, c- I can see him winning grade twos and probably weaker grade ones than this over two and a half miles, but not certain, not convinced by him yet. Uh, Battle of Dome was a horse who I had no time for, made me look very, very silly, putting in a career best to win at Down Royal last time out. A repeat of that, uh, would see him in the free here really, but again it's another step up to be beating Min than it is to be beating an easy game. Sam Crow. Uh not for me, mate, no Melon. The Martian of his chase was a lovely race last year, but I don't think I think it was by far the uh, a weaker renewal than we'll get this time around. You know mm. I don't see Sam Crow and Melon competing in, in grade ones this season. In open company. Hmm. Fair enough. And Chris's Green, runner up at Down Royal last time out in the Grade One. Back down in trip again. You know he won the Red Mills at Goran over this trip last season. Would he need it soft, very soft, to almost blunt the speed of the others and bring him into it? I'm not sure. I, 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 I think I think Min will win this. Yeah, stop being about the boss. Men's gonna win. Yeah, it's an, it, if I don't think they'll all stand the ground, but if they do, it's some race. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, look, you get it. With some bookies, you're getting you're getting five runners, some five to one. Mm, not too it's bad. A, it's a it, it's an interesting little heat. Uh, RTR nap time, please, Mister Watson. Oh, every week you surprise me, and I have no reason why. Um. Hitman's going to be the nap. Um, I think he's got a really good chance. Uh, we'll go Grenadine next best. I, I'm a big fan of him. I know I've not necessarily talked him up as much as I'd probably like to, but um, I do think he's got a very good chance. And uh, I will go to Adam Webb's. Uh, hot turf talk to have to follow in the 232 at Chepstow in the novice handicap chase St. Bart's I was impressed by his, his reappearance second to all of all the gin joints um, and I, I think he will be very difficult to beat in, in what looks like a, a good uh, target for him no problem mate uh, my nap's going to be Santina Short price on, but I think he gets the job done in the many clouds en route to winning the Gold Cup this season. Uh, I'll have a bit more of a swing for my next bet, which will be Nicholson in the 335. 
at Sandown and my reserve I'll go with Liam I'll go with the boss's Oscar I like Liam's case for him I think 137 is still such a fair mark for him over hurdles surely he's going to be better than that and uh, he's going to be my reserve for the weekend mm-hmm. six nice horses there we've not we've not jinxed the double nap this weekend no I, I think it might be a while till we try that again <laughs> <laughs> Let's just never do it again. <laughs> uh, thanks to everyone for listening this week, uh, and thanks to rating the races for their support. Thanks to everyone who got involved with the name of the horse competition as well. Really appreciate that. Uh, and we'll see you all again soon. Stay safe. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>